Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Striker Post Photo Booths podcast. This is Jim, the tech manager, coming to you from the secret location under the train station. This week, we're going to talk about being an entertainer. It's an important part of running the photo booth business, but it's also something that's a little bit more fun than all of the other technical uh, marketing business aspects of it. So before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone to go ahead and send us an email at podcast at sappb.com. Let us know how you're doing, what's on your mind, uh, things you might want to hear on upcoming podcasts. We love to hear from you, so go ahead and just let us know what's going on. Now, this week, like I said, we're going to talk about being an entertainer. So what does that mean? Essentially, when you're putting out a photo booth for an event, the photo booth itself is just a machine. It's just a thing that people go to and have their pictures taken. They grab them and they walk away. Now, clearly, there are some things involved with it, uh, the ease of use, the quality of the pictures, and so on, that make for a memorable experience in that aspect. But you really want to try and step it up a little bit. Uh, when you're going to an event, the photo booth is a tool. You are going to be the primary memory piece that people are going to take away from the experience, not just the customer who hired you, but also the guests uh, at that event. Uh, after all, they are your future potential customers. So you want to do something that's going to be really memorable for them. And this is where showmanship comes into play. When you are a photographer, when you are a DJ, when you are anyone who is interacting with the public, you want to be sure that you leave them with an impression. And showing up on time, getting the booth set up, having a good event, clearly that's a good impression. But you want to add something a little more to that. It's important during the event to engage the customers and the guests in a way that they will come away with an impression of you and your, your business and what you have to offer that will put you above your competition. So... Really, what you want to do is you want to get invested in being an entertainer and in selling the experience of the booth. And by being invested, I mean going all in. I'm going to give you an example. It wasn't a photo booth, but our daughter's eighth birthday was last spring. And she wanted a, a party that, you know, what, what, who, what eight-year-old wouldn't. But this year, she wanted a zombie party. Now, to clarify that real quick, uh, we are writers and we do screenplays, and we do a lot of zombie stuff. We're fans of zombie films, so our daughter has been exposed to some of that. She knows they're out there and they exist. So she wanted to do something with zombies. Last year for her seventh birthday, it was Top Secret Agents. Uh, all the kids were Top Secret Agents, and we had some fun games and props for them to play. But this year for the zombie party, it was going to be a little more than just hanging decorations and doing things like that. So what we actually did is we put together an entire zombie experience. We put together for the kids some zombie survival kits, uh, complete with zombie survivor backpacks, things like uh, rations and some tools like rope and hats and bandanas, you know, little things that kids love, plus some little bendy zombies and toys for them. We made a brain cake, which they absolutely loved. We set up a whole area where they had a safe zone and we set it up where they had things that they had to do, tasks they had to accomplish. One of which was they had to go find rations. So we got a tub, we filled it with some bottles of water. We got a bunch of pudding cups and we printed some cat food labels and put those on the pudding cups, explaining to them, 
when you're in a zombie apocalypse, you need to eat whatever you can find. They just, they loved it. We, of course, had tons of zombie-themed decorations. And several of us dressed up as zombies and hid in the trees. And the kids had to go out and find their, their supplies, find some building tools, and, of course, find a box of weapons uh, so that they could survive the apocalypse. And each time they had to avoid the zombies. Now, this whole thing went on for about two hours from beginning to end, and the kids were absolutely enamored with it. What we also did is we had someone videotape. We gave them instructions, uh, told them where to be, what to do, uh, to videotape the thing. I took the video, cut it, put it together, added some music, special effects, uh, some creepy lighting, uh, things like that. And we distributed that to all the parents of the kids who came. So not only did they get to go to a birthday party and have cake and come away with a bag full of goodies, they not only got to play games, they got to be immersed in the games. They basically, they got to role play. They got to have some challenges. And at the end of it, they got to be the stars in their own little movie. So this will undoubtedly, unless we top it next year with something uh, even better, which we're working on, um, this is going to last in these kids' minds and also the parents. And I say that because we had eight or nine parents call us up and ask us if we would plan their kid's next birthday party based on a theme. If we had the time, we'd love to do it. We're not party planners, but you get the idea. There is a birthday party where you have a zombie cake, some zombie decorations, uh, maybe pin the head on the zombie, something strange like that. And then you have a whole experience, something that the kids were able to immerse themselves in, do crafts, uh, things related to zombie survival, we told them. They had a lot of fun, and they are still talking about it. You know, it's one of those things that leaves a permanently lasting impression. Now, unfortunately, this may have set the bar a little high for their parents uh, for their next birthdays, but we took what was one thing that could have been good, a birthday party, you know, basic decorations that would have fulfilled all the criteria, and we amped it up. We got all invested in it. We got all in on it. And it really became something absolutely magnificent. And this is what you can do with your photo booth. And you can start out with just a basic list of things. You can assume a role. So when you go to a, uh, an event, you can create a persona for yourself. This is uh, event gym. So there's tech support gym, there's birthday party gym, and then there's photo booth gym. I'm going to act a certain way. I'm going to do a certain kind of spiel. Uh, I'm going to have some catchphrases I might use. I might have an outfit that I'm going to wear uh, either all the time or in a particular instance. We'll talk about that in a little bit. If I have attendance, I'm going to maybe assign them roles, thing, you know, things like that. Basically, I'm going to take the entire experience and I'm going to go from just a place to stand in front of a camera to an interaction entertainment venue for these people because I want to make it fun for them and honestly, I would really want to make it fun for me. I would not want to be standing all night at a booth week after week, month after month, um, just standing while pictures are taken. I would want to be involved and be happy that I'm there and show that with folks and kind of share that with them and bring them into it. So the simplest way to start about doing that is figure out, okay, so I'm going to have these events coming up. What am I going to do to present myself and the booth in a unique experience? This can be something as simple as wear a tuxedo, 
formal dress. Wear something very formal each and every time. You know, be the dandy photographer, the dandy photo booth guy, that kind of thing. Set something up that sets a brand for you. So this would be, you know, oh, this guy's great. He showed up, you know, showed up in a tuxedo and was very proper and very gentlemanly kind of thing. That's that's what you want to go for. And that's not to say that you couldn't dress up any other way. Uh, perhaps, uh, excuse me, perhaps you are going to put together some themes. And that's something we're going to talk about in a future episode is uh, setting up themes for your booth events that you go to. So say you may have a Western theme going, go ahead and dress up as a, as a Western type person. And it doesn't have to be full on chaps and cowboy hat and six shooters. You can really just anything that looks Western. I mean, it could be urban cowboy kind of Western. And that would get the message across that you are engaged. You're entertaining them. And then, of course, make up a persona that goes with that. Somebody who maybe has a draw. Uh, you could be campy about it. As long as it's fun for you, it's going to be fun for them. And that, again, is what's going to make this whole thing a really great experience. It really just all comes down to showmanship. Now, I'm saying this and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm... I'm not like that. I'm just not an actor. I'm not anything like that. And that's fine. But the truth of it is, I'm a huge introvert. Uh, you're talking to somebody who is old school IT when we were literally in the basement away from the general population. And I did that by choice. That's where I wanted to be. I'm a photographer, not a model, because I don't want to be in front of the camera. I'm a writer because I'm not a performer. I don't want to be an actor. I want to write the words and just kind of be in the background. But there have been times, especially as a photographer, where I've had to step outside myself and become the performer. Good example, when I was doing family portraits uh, for people, I would dress up almost like the Patch Adams kind of thing. I would come with just like some silly hats and some squeaky toys for the younger kids, but something to engage. So I just wasn't this stranger coming into their home, setting up all this weird looking stuff and taking pictures of them while telling them, sit here, move your hand here. Let me, okay, move your leg. There we go. Smile, you know. I did what I could to make things more comfortable for the kids, which in turn made it more comfortable for the parents because there's nothing more nerve wracking to a parent than photo day with the family, especially if you have little ones. And in the long run, this got me a ton of business. In fact, I mean, there was a point where I was turning away uh, gigs for family portraits, just regularly, you know, like birthday pictures, things like that. Because uh, I, I was booked full of them and I had to save the rest of my time for weddings and commercial shoots and things like that. So it really did pay off. And I will admit it was uncomfortable at first because this is not who I am at heart. But once I stepped into it and realized, well, this is part of the business. This is what I have chosen to be. And this is what I'm going to do to make it successful for myself and for them as well. Because if they have a successful experience, a fun experience, they're going to tell people about it. I'm going to get references and, you know, there you go. Work, work, work. Now, I mentioned a little bit ago, we're going to talk about themes in a future episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about that right now, things that you can involve with it. So like props, you can tailor your props to either fit a theme, fit the event, or you can have some standby go-to props that you bring with all the time. Maybe it goes with your persona, Maybe they're props that you use. You know, I would not be afraid in a very festive environment, uh, particularly like a wedding reception. I would not be afraid to have a little bolo hat or a fez, something. And while people are in taking pictures, stick my head in and photobomb them just for fun. You know, 
get involved. People are not going to get all that upset over everyone having fun. You know, you don't want to do that with every picture, but clearly you'd let them sit and go through another session without you getting in on it. But that's the kind of thing people enjoy that. I mean, it's a photo booth. People don't hire photo booths to be somber and listless. They want to really have fun. And the situation that they're in, the party, the reception, whatever, is supposed to be fun and full of levity. So make your piece of that as fun as the rest of it. And if you get, uh, you find yourself having trouble wrapping your head around it and you're getting a little anxious thinking of doing this, just look at it as a tool. It is something that you can put away at the end of the night. When you're packing up your booth, you're packing up your persona. You're packing up photo booth Joe, photo booth Bob, photo booth Sally. You are putting them away until the next event. You do this a few times, and the first time it's going to be a little difficult. It is for everybody. Once you get going on it and you do it a few times, then it becomes familiar to you as a tool, and you can just roll it out. So you set up your canopy or uh, open booth kit, whatever, get the photo booth up and running, and all of a sudden you put on your, your hat and tails or whatever it is that you're going to do at that moment, and you hit that switch and you become photo booth person. And from that point on, for two, four, six hours, that is who you're going to be. And all the time in the back of your head, think this is for the business. This is marketing. This is advertising. This is selling an experience. And this is putting me apart from my competition. Now, things you can do with your customers is go ahead and talk with them. So we're coming up on holiday season. We've got Halloween this month, so those should already be underway. Talk about showing up in some kind of a costume tasteful, you know, don't show up to a all ages party dressed as Jason with the bloody machete. Not, uh, not a good go, but you know, something that shows you're in the spirit of Halloween. We have November where we have Thanksgiving. And then of course, obviously we have Christmas and everything that goes with it. So talk to your customer and say, Hey, so I was thinking, you know, I was going to put on a little elf suit or something, you know, do you have a problem with that? Just have fun with it, you know, work with the customer and get them involved in it too. And if they don't care either way, then go ahead and go do it. If they have a strong objection to it, that's fine. In that case, maybe it's a good idea to come up with two or three personas. This is generic persona where I'm a little showman-y, may not have a particular outfit that I'm wearing, but this is the kind of attitude and the way I'm going to speak in these situations when I can't get dressed up and just go all out and be, you know, Pirate Pete or whatever. The whole goal behind this is it's it's an experience. And I've mentioned that to a lot of folks before. I've mentioned it on the phone in conversations. It's an experience. That is the product that you're selling because a photo booth is just a camera and anyone can get a camera and you have competition. So selling a photo booth or renting a photo booth rather is really not what you're going for. You're going for the experience a photo booth that comes with all this great stuff. And it's a way to not rely on software and, you know, electronic uh, pictures, GIFs, boomerangs, uh, fast motion videos, you know, all that stuff. They have their place, but you are the commodity that's going to make the difference. So have fun with it. Now, for those of you out there who have a photo booth as an add-on to your already existing business, and particularly DJs, don't get into the habit of showing up for your gig, bringing the photo booth, and then just tucking it away in a corner and just kind of letting it do its own thing. 
get more involved with it. You are, especially if you're a DJ, you have everyone's attention. You are pulling the strings. You are the puppet master. You are setting the mood, setting the tempo, setting the beat, quite literally. Use this to your advantage. Roll a song, step away, stop by the booth, and just engage with people, even if for two minutes, and then head back. You can also play the part right there at the mic. Uh, you're right there. You Again, you have everyone's attention. Play that photo booth part as much as you can. So involve people in the experience. Include the photo booth in your show. Make it a part of everything that's going on so that when people think of photo booth, they'll think of you, not just as a DJ with a photo booth, but as a guy who sells an experience as a DJ and an experience with a photo booth. And one thing I can't stress enough is if you have helpers, attendants, employee, employees, whatever, make sure they are on board. The last thing you want is to go through all this, get everything set up, have someone running your booth, and just the look in their eyes communicates to everybody, this is the last place I want to be. Because you really don't want people coming away with memories of your photo booth is, oh, yeah, it was fun. But then there was Deadeye Donald who, you know, just sort of like sucked the life right out of the party every time you got near him. That's not what you want. So get them engaged. Give them roles, parts, personas, whatever it is that you are going to put together for your booth. Make sure that they are on board and that they understand the importance of it, too. Whether they're paid employees or just somebody who's helping out or a family member, uh, anything like that. Make sure that they are in on it too, because they are your business and they're going to be the memory of your business for all the people involved. So bring them on board and have fun. If you're there with them, all the better. Direct them, just lead them, you know, have fun with everything. The whole point of getting into this business is some independence, making some money, but what's the point of doing something if you're not going to have fun at it? And frankly, this kind of business, there's really no excuse to not have fun while you're doing it. So engage the customers. Come up with an experience that you can sell them on, that you can sell yourself on, that you can have fun doing. That's really the most important part is make sure you're having fun doing it. Try some things out. You're not beholden to any one concept. Try one this week. Try one the next week. See which one of those two you like. If you're not wild about either of them, think of a third one. Keep going until you find something that you really enjoy, that you can sink your teeth into, that people respond to uh, because you're having fun with it, and then you know roll with that and then go off of that concept. So basically, don't just be in the entertainment industry. Be an entertainer. It's going to just be so much more fun for you and more productive and lucrative down the road. All right. We're going to bring that to a close uh, before my voice completely gives out. Uh, we're going to give a darkroom tip this week. I had mentioned this last week uh, in the Facebook group. And what that is, is creating a portfolio of templates uh, from darkroom to show your customers. Uh, a lot of questions come up regarding that. And the, the process is really pretty simple. Now, when you first do it, it's monotonous because you have to do it for every single template. But once you get that initial phase done, then every other template that you do after that, it's a one-shot deal real quick, and it just adds to your, your already existing uh, template collection. So the process is pretty simple. I would begin by going on the Windows desktop, uh, right-click somewhere where it's empty, uh, hit New, Folder, 
and create a folder and just call it samples or template samples, whatever you want. Go ahead and fire up Darkroom. Go into the template selection screen and starting at the top, right click on the template from the uh, right click menu, you will choose save sample. And then a browse window will come up, point to the folder that you just created, hit okay. And that's gonna create a JPEG of that strip in that folder. Go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. So you can see why this is monotonous. If you got 40 strips in your selection screen, you're gonna have to do this 40 times. After this, anytime you modify a strip or create one, you can just right click, save sample, point into that folder, and then you're done because you're keep just merely keeping up on the catalog. And from there, you can take those images. Uh, you can put them on a flash drive. You can just have them available to mail people samples. Uh, say someone you know calls you up and says, I'd like to see what you have for sort of wedding themes. Well, go in and just email them a couple of the wedding uh, style templates. You could post them on your site. Here's what we have available. However you want to do it, but that is the way to get a digital catalog of the templates that you have. And you can do the same thing with booth screens as well. I wouldn't be too concerned with that. The print templates are really the primary focus of it. So I would just kind of dedicate my time to that. So creating your digital catalog of your print templates makes it easy to communicate to customers what you have, give them ideas. If you do custom templates for everybody, do the same thing. Put some of those in a catalog and give them ideas of what you can do. So it's another way to market yourself. Okay, I want to thank you for listening once again. Have any thoughts, questions, suggestions, uh, send me an email to podcast at sappb.com. Finish up this week and go into next week realizing that you are a huge part of your business in terms of the commodity and the product. So take some sense of pride in that. Think of some things you can do to do that showmanship angle if you're not already doing it. And until we talk again, I want to wish you all continued success and happy boothing. Mm -hmm.